0: life, along with my kids and my lovely wife, taking in the land that the good Lord made, and doing the things that make this country great. Do my part to keep the things in line, respecting the land that's yours and mine. No doubt about it, this is right here is a good life. It's living the whole life. Welcome to the on-air home for the Brotherhood of Hunters. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, brought to you by Hunt Life. Take aim. And now, here are your hosts: Jeff Loggeman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, I'm Jeff Loggman and then we have a full house today, all three amigos are here, myself, Jeff Loggerman Kevin Favor across the table for me, morning Kevin. Good morning, good morning guys. How'd good to, morning. Well, Just to let everybody know, uh, yeah. before we get to Kirk, uh, Kevin was uh, absent last week because he was in a kingfish tournament and, yep. and you got some money. I
2: did, I did, we, we, uh, we it was, you know, I, I know that we don't talk fishing here very much, but it was one of those days that uh, it's been this way, Kirk, that. Fishing's been really, really, really slow. And so you just had to pick a spot and stay there. And, and, mm-hmm. and literally, Jeff, I fished for two days for one bite.
3: Boof. <laughs>
1: That's dedication hey, hey, right hey, there, bro. Good yep. morning, Kirk. Good There's morning, Kirk, Kirk gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, Kirk and I did the show last week. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of those that are listening to us, you know, in various parts of the country are sitting there going, wait a minute, you fished two days to get one bite? And, and most people are saying, "What in the wide world of sport?"
2: Yeah, it's just been slow. It's it's <laughs> it, it it has been for for what you know for the kingfish and king mackerel fishing. It's uh, um, uh, for us here, it Kirk. It's just been I don't know I don't know what's going on, but it's slow. Yeah, well, I
1: you mean, know, it, you know, you know, and everybody's saying around the yeah. country, what's what? fishing?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, like I said, I've got a great crew, and we just hung in there, and we caught a nice fish, and and uh, yeah, what, and, and won
1: some money because you know I started out. You know, like most of our listeners, I mean, fishing farm ponds. Yeah. You know, fishing so lakes. You know, in, yeah. in rivers. Right. And what was probably the one thing that you paid attention to the most? I mean, to me, it was barometer.
2: Yeah. Oh, I well, I didn't even know what a barometer was.
1: And you know, and, and weather. We we do a lot. Weather. Of, yeah. Yeah, we pay attention to weather for a lot for our fishing, yeah. and yeah. so uh, our fishing certainly hasn't been affected by the barometer much. Ours is more tidal influence because we're you know on the coast. Uh but I mean heck when I was growing up as a kid, man, I, I just remember when you'd have a front coming through, much like with you know hunting in the woods, when you got a front coming through, there's certain times on either side of that front you wanna be in the woods. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it is just like you know, during during the summertime, um, used to When we had those afternoon thunderstorms and then everything calmed down.
1: Oh, it got good.
2: Oh, it got good. That's when you wanted to be out there. Exactly, Jeff. I I can
1: remember, and this is probably the the greatest example ever of of having a front affect any outdoor activity that I had. And I remember uh, there was a pond that was close to my house and it was one of those places it was, you know, it was public and it was off the highway a little bit and a lot of people fished it. And it was okay, you know, but it, it got a lot of a lot of people from the area you know kind of went and fished it and and there was a storm coming through and we were fishing before the storm and and we weren't really having a whole lot of luck we Mm -hmm. had a few bass you know a few specks you know which crappie and brim stuff and then here comes the the thunderstorm of all thunderstorms and you go and you hide in the truck for a little bit and then when it finally broke, it was relatively short, we you know, popped out of the truck, and, and the now it's just, you know, you can see just little ticks on the water where the raindrops are just here and there, sprinkling. Yeah. And we got out of the truck and went back at it, and holy cow, did we just, we just wore the fish out, bass, I, I, brim, everything.
2: I'll tell you a real, real quick story on that, Jeff. One day, I was fishing here, I was fishing offshore. I had fished all day, Kirk, and I hadn't had a bite. This was like three years ago. There was one little tiny bait school down in Matanzas, which is you know south of St. Augustine, Florida. And the storm came through. Okay, And I'm telling you, I hadn't had a bite all day. It was void of, of any kind of activity. And so we hunkered down and let the storm go. And Jeff, just like you said, a little bit of sprinkle. And, and I just happened. I couldn't even see the bait pod because it was raining so hard. And when I turned around after that, there were literally six kingfish in the air. There were tarpon going ballistic for the next three hours. It was total mayhem. I have, I mean, it was one of those days when I was supposed to be in at two, and I got in at five because I wasn't coming in. Yeah, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And you know, before that, you wouldn't even have known there was a fish out
3: there. Yeah, that sounds like me last night. You know, I kept thinking I got to get up early in the morning. I need to leave this concert. Yeah, Captain and- Kirk was boogieing last really? night. Really? Where'd you go, folks, folks? Last night I went to see Keith Urban. If you've never seen Keith Urban I've heard in he's concert, awesome, yeah, incredible
1: showman. Mm. And- I actually, uh, unbelievable. I-, I actually met him in Memphis. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, gosh, it was probably uh, seven, eight years ago. My brother is a pilot for FedEx. You know, right. Of course, headquartered in Memphis, Tennessee. That's right and up there visiting him and his wife, and, and at that time, their, their new baby. So it wasn't even seven years ago. It was five years ago, six years ago. And uh, the other so, day. somewhere in that yeah, range. Yeah. Somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, we I'm got trying the to, picture. I'm trying to think of how old his oldest son, Landon, is. And, and we're at a restaurant for lunch, and uh, m- my wife, Misty, you know, is a huge country music fan. I, I'm kind of just a casual fan. Right. And she goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like uh What's wrong with you, yeah, honey? Are, yeah. are you okay? I'll have she one goes, of those. That's
3: Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's Keith Urban. I'm like, who's that? Oh, no. Oh, and no. And he's a very short fella. Yeah, he's not real big. No, yeah. very short fella. And so we got a chance to meet him, and it was a very nice guy. and And uh but you were there. This concert last night, Kirk was was doing the two step. I tell you what. I mean, it was you know you
3: and I know I had to get up early this morning and I've been going at it all week long. You know, getting up at four, four thirty, five o'clock and and working and fishing in this heat every day. And I told Kate. I said at ten o'clock. I said, man, think about going. You know. And the girl behind me goes, if you leave, we're taking your seats. (laughs) And I said, I kept looking over, going, I don't know if I'm leaving yet. And the guy he would go, I was just telling Chris, our producer, a minute ago, he'd go from playing hard rock and roll, he'd stop, he would address the audience, he'd start talking to them, which is neat, because he's, he's actually yeah. interacting with the audience, and the place is packed. I mean, it's just fully packed, six 6,000 people probably. And he'd whip out an acoustic guitar and start playing acoustic music. And it was just really neat to see somebody that was uh, not only a, a really good singer, but a good showman and an incredible guitar player and being a guitar player I can appreciate that and I would I was just telling Chris you'd watch him for a minute and he'd start doing licks on the acoustic and you go man that guy's good and so you just stay mm-hmm. and you just kept gravitating towards him and, and at had, one point and then you had to get up this morning <laughs> and, then, and but one of the one of the most incredible moments was last night was he he actually walked out into the audience which he does and it's got to drive his security people crazy and you know they got the remote mic so he walks out in the audience Walks up in the bandstand or the, uh, grandstand, gets in the middle of it, starts playing. And one of the, it looked like one of the, uh, audience members holds up a, a pen, like you guys, Jeff, when y'all used to sign autographs. Mm-hmm. And he takes a guitar, unplugs it from the remote, signs it and turns around and hands it to the girl. Wow. Good for him. Offender. Good yeah. for him. And I'm like, you don't see that very often. No, that's yeah. good stuff. So, anyway, I ended up staying and I got home at midnight last night
1: and. Good for you. Well, hey, sp- speaking of Sucking country music stars, uh, you know it's always my wife keeps me updated on the celebrity of of the uh, of the country music scene. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We all know that country music and, and hunting all kind of go hand in sure. hand. Sure, sure, absolutely. And, you know, we watch you know, all the different programming on the Outdoor Channel and such, and and so my latest update, uh-huh. okay, from uh, the celebrity gossip uh, queen, my wife. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She goes, "Hey, have you seen the wedding pictures for Blake Shelton Blake and Shelt- Randall Lambert?" Yeah. And I said, "Uh, no." Well, uh, they're they're big time hunters. Big time hunters, yeah. you know, and obviously cool. they've been uh on there with, you know, Michael Waddell and the Bone Collectors and they've been with Lee and Tiffany and we've had, you know, all of them on the show except we didn't have Blake, but we've had Michael and we've had Travis T-Bone and uh we've had Lee, Lee and, and Tiffany Tiff. yep. on. And all great people and we had a great time when we've had them on the show and so she's showed me these pictures of Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert. And, and I, I'm not a gossip magazine guy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she's got a subscription. Oh, yeah. I had to look. <laughs> you know, because she's showing it to me. And man, that was a great wedding setup, man. It was like, uh, uh you know, the I guess they had a show a while ago that, that they t- showed all these country folks and their weddings or whatever. It was classic, man. They had like the little. Uh, rainbow kind of thing over where they actually exchanged their vows, and it was in antlers, and they had chandeliers the antlers. and antlers. I'm like, you know what? Thumbs up to Blake Shelton and Randall Lambert. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm I'm very happy to see them uh, wear their their outdoors on their
2: sleeves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, because in, in today's day and time, I mean, a lot of celebrities are worried about the impressions that they make with the general public. And don't want to offend a lot of the, the public for, you know, hey, I won't sell as many records or whatever. Right. And oh, yeah. And, hey, hey, kudos to them. Yeah. You know, yep. for, for wearing it on their sleeve and saying, hey, I'm proud to be a hunter. I'm proud to be an outdoorsman. I just thought it was cool. And that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to see that, because they weren't shy about it. And they put it right out there and said, hey, here's what we are. This is who we are, and this is what we do.
3: Proud mm-hmm. of their heritage. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool thing.
2: Yeah. I um. I had an interesting day yesterday. I, I I got to spend some time. I had, uh, one, one of my sponsors for my TV show and our radio show, Jeff, is, is Ring Power. And, um, had two gentlemen, um, on, on the boat yesterday. And both of them were from Illinois and, and both of them were hunters. And it was interesting because uh, Caterpillar is headquartered in uh, Illinois. Yep. That's right. Um, and boy, we got into a conversation about land mm-hmm. and it was, boy, you, you you talking about land being precious in, in some place right now because Illinois has Illinois. gotten so much publicity, right? And and Robert was looking at a at an eighty acre piece, you know, and and he, you know he's talking about tillable land, and you know this is right up your and know, I alley. I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, I got in this conversation. I said, so, what are you paying? What what's what's the going price per acre? Per acre? What do you think? I don't know, five
1: thousand? Yeah, up there it's probably thirty five hundred to, to forty five
2: hundred. Forty seven hundred. Yeah. Forty seven hundred
3: bucks an acre. Whew. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was, was like, holy along those lines. You know uh, what though? You think about it in terms not to cut you, but nope. think about it in terms where we live, folks, on the southeast coast of the United States in in Jacksonville. A piece of land at the beach out here goes for, uh, $50,000 and you get a quarter acre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you're talking about, you know, in the, in not on the beach. Yeah. You're not and talking you're about, on, you're not talking about rule. Yeah. On the flipping, barrier islands. Yeah. Flipping land. But yeah. I'm, you're talking out in the woods. Yeah. But kind along of. those lines, you know, uh, Kevin and I, as we talked about on the show for the last couple of weeks, you, know, you knew you not last week because you were in the tournament, but we had talked about we were in West Point, Mississippi and it was the Mossy Oak Pro staff meeting. Well, right after we left, They actually brought in a larger number of people to that same place that we were at Mm -hmm. in West Point, Mississippi, and it was for Mossy Oak Properties people. Mm -hmm. And Mossy Oak Properties obviously has, you know, different people around the country that, you know, really kind of specialize in recreational land. Right. And one of the guys that gave a presentation to all of the different agents for Mossy Oak Properties was there, and he talked about trends. In recreational land, and Dave Edwards, you know our good friend and uh, biologist for Westervelt, was there to attend these meetings. And the guy that that gave a presentation on trends in recreational land, uh Dave's got his number. And because we know that a lot of people that listen to the show are, you know, big fans of owning land and recreational sure. land, and, and it's a or dream or want to, yeah, or want to, you yeah. know, it's a dream of theirs. Uh, we're going to get one of two people and maybe both guys on the guy who, who runs uh, Mossy Oak Properties, uh, and then also maybe the guy that talks about the trends who made the presentation to Mossy Oak Properties because, you know, I, I think that's an interesting topic because we all want to know what the trends are. It's a great topic. For, for prices and recreational land across the country. And I think that, you know, people will enjoy listening to that. Yeah. So, so we'll work on that in the future of, of having somebody on to talk about trends, you know, so that, you know, their dream can come true or give them an idea, you know, what to expect in the future. Because, you know, we certainly have Great gone through idea. a downturn in the economy uh, over the last couple of years, and we had a pretty big bubble there for a while uh, that burst, you know, after the uh, housing crisis. A lot of people say kind of started that, but, but we'll we'll get into that topic and more uh here on the Hunt life outdoor show and then uh when we come back we're going to talk about uh a guest we may have for next week yes
2: absolutely uh cool.
1: which i think a lot of people would say hey that's
2: cool yeah uh,
1: a little off the beaten path not no necessarily hunting but certainly the outdoors.
2: Ah, uh, certainly the outdoors
1: and you're listening to the Hunt life outdoor show with me jeff and kevin favor and captain kirk Walsh. we'll uh, be right back after this
4: You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, you'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby. It's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with hunt Life.
5: America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at Mossy oak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, it's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them.
4: To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997, or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org.
0: Now, back to the
1: Hunt Life Outdoor Show and welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And during the week, when we're not on the air, you can always check out what we're doing and some outdoor information. Just go to uh, Facebook and search Hunt Life, and you'll find our page there. And also, the uh, the new and improved huntlife.com website, uh, we're working on that. It's yeah. going to be coming soon. So, uh, yeah, it looks we'll good. It's yeah, looking good. Up. It's
2: a so good, uh, and, and Big Bill and I kind of came up with an idea this week. Um, Kayla, my 15 year old daughter, who's who's lo- loves to hunt. I mean, she she's gonna she's actually gonna start doing some blogs. Cool, that's you a know, good idea. From from the perspective of a young teenager, you know, in, in in the hunting world,
1: that's good stuff.
2: You know, and and um, and she said she she'd love to do that. So so big Bill and I are gonna get her to start doing a blog about once a week, and you know, her ex- from 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 her side. Take the you, home- know, you know we 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 hear so much of of our sides of the yeah, story it, and, and, and,
1: and how give, we to feel. To give our, our people an idea of the generation that we're in, I mean, I'm 43. Right, 45. Uh, Kevin's 45 and Kirk's 60. Yeah. Uh, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> how old? Hey, he's just jealous, folks, you know. How old? 56. 56, 56 years old. 56, so, I mean, you're, you're
1: kind of, I don't want to say a whole
3: generation ahead of us, but. Well, I was I was coming out of high school when you guys were being born.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know. so it, it's a little different, you know. Uh, uh, it is, but it's that's that's slight. good stuff, though. The, the more that we can have uh, on the hunt life, you know, Facebook page, sure, and blog that's right. and stuff. I mean, because you know, we we talked about uh, Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert, and, and we're very proud that they wear their hunting culture on their sleeve. Uh the reason I say that is because you know you want the, the next generations to be able to grow up. Sure. You know, we're all we've all raised you've Kirk your yours are out of the house now. Yep. Uh Kevin's got some in the house. I've got one who's ten, you know, so we're, we're trying to pass on the hunting lifestyle and what has been our heritage to our next generation. And that's we right. encourage others to do the same. And so having a you know, a girl, a yeah. teenage girl blog about her outdoor hunting activities, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's what it's we want. a different yeah. perspective. You know, uh,
3: based on generation gap. Yeah, I think absolutely. that's important. Yeah, I, had, you know?
1: I had kind of teased who, who we're trying to, to get for the show next week, and we're, it's not a done deal, but we think we're going to make it happen. Uh, we're all big fans of the outdoors, and, and one of the shows that we love and have become fans of because we're outdoorsmen, and we really... I guess you could say appreciate what these guys do on TV as as we're fans of the Deadliest Catch show.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Discovery Channel. And
1: it's about the Alaskan king crabbers there in Dutch Harbor, Alaska, and they go out there and battle the seas. And you know, and and Kevin and I were talking about you know possible guests for next week, and Kevin knows the agent for the Hillstrand brothers on the Time Band. Yep, and it's Jonathan and Andy. And they're both captains. They both run the boat at different times of the season. And uh, for, for all you hunters out there that listen to to us, you know, around the country, if you're not a fan of the daily catch, you should be. Oh yeah, uh, this is a a wonderful show. And and you know, here we are, in and you know, nearly summertime or in summertime, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be great for us to to get Andy on next week's show and talk about Alaska and he grew up in Alaska and talk about the outdoors in Alaska and also crabbing and being a fisherman in the Bering Sea, because I think that's cool stuff.
2: Well, I know that <clears throat> that he has land in Indiana, and, and he does hunt.
1: Oh, yeah, and he's you know? a horseman, too. Horseman, yep, yep. You know, so uh, we're working to get Jonathan Hillstrand on for next week's show. I think Andy. that would be, I mean, Andy, yeah. that would be, man, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah it would be awesome. To hear from him, because, I mean, what they do in the Bering Sea in the fall and the dead of winter is insane. It's uh <laughs> It's crazy.
3: It, it, I can't imagine doing it. I mean, I, I haven't done what I did when I was living in Cocoa Beach and worked the scallop boats out of there, and how hard that was. And Kevin, you worked in the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. working the uh, crew boats, crew boats going out to the the oil derricks. I mean, you're talking about bust behind kind of work, you know, and any kind of condition you can think of, and they do it. And then you talk about them up in the Bering Sea. The other night they talked about being in. Oh, it's only fifteen foot. And it's going to twenty five by tomorrow morning. You're going. Excuse me. We'd be heading back to the the, the boat ramp or the dock. <laughs>
1: Two to four. We're we're we're, <laughs> we're empty. gone. Yeah. And then uh, they're
3: talking about forty three degree to forty four
1: degree water temperatures. You're going. That's life threatening. I just. I mean, to that's me, that's crazy. Uh, uh, you, you, no, it is crazy. You, you watch that show and you and you sit there and you you you, you think about where they are. You know, because when when they come on that show, and they show Dutch Harbor. And then they show where the boat is.
3: Yeah, they're right outside of Alaska. And you
1: go or, or Wait, Russia. He, he's almost in Russian water. That's right. He's in he's in Russian water. And you know, we boat and fish. You know, in lakes and ponds and streams. And if if we have a, a motor go down or electric motor go down or, and we're th- sitting there going, well, we're not too far. From, you know, one phone call away from help. Mm-hmm. That those guys, it might be a phone call away, but. It's a long way away. It's, <laughs> the only,
3: it's forever. Dude. The only person I mean, that's going to come to him is either the other crabbers or the, coast guard. Or the coasties.
1: Yep, yeah, right so, so we're, we're working to get Andy Hillstrand on for yep. next week's show because I, I think it'd neat. be fantastic yeah, to, that's uh, cool. to talk with Andy and, uh, and I mean, just to talk about uh, growing up in Alaska and, and also, you know, see if he's got some hunting land in Indiana.
2: Yeah. You know, it might be, because I'm going to Indiana this year, <laughs> I might be able to take a detour.
1: That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, another note, uh, believe it or not, last week, uh, me and our IT guy, Big Bill, went to the uh, a local chapter event of the National Wild Turkey Federation, uh-huh. which, you know, typically the National Wild Turkey Federation chapter events fall before turkey season in the springtime. Right. But this local chapter has traditionally held theirs in the summertime, kind of after the season and, you know, wrapping things up and... Man, it was a great event. You know, we went to what two already this year, mm-hmm. and this was my third. And I never grow tired of going to the National Wild Turkey Federation chapter never. events. I never do. No. Well,
3: it's, it's always fun.
1: Now, did you win anything? I
3: know. I know you bought a few raffle tickets.
1: Well, yeah. yeah That's the fun of that. Thing. Yeah, it, I did, and and uh, I don't know. I think three hundred and something dollars of you know tickets and purchases in the live auction for me and. Uh, so, I mean, it was, you know, it all goes to a good cause. And when you, when you end up buying things, first and foremost, when you go to those chapter events, the, the quality of the stuff that you get, the pictures and stuff. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're gorgeous and they're, they're very standard. In other words, you know, a chapter event that we have here would be the same that you'd find in, in Utica, New York, or it might be the same as what you'd find in, you know, in Illinois or Kansas or wherever. You know, it's a pretty much a standard pack, but in, in the pictures that you can get, I mean, the framing and the glasswork on that, I mean, just figure what a hundred, hundred and fifty yeah, dollars, right, just for that. And so, a lot of times, I mean, heck, there were some some of the items last night that were going for, you know, fifty, seventy five dollars. And heck, you can't buy a, a frame right for, for, for that. that. So, yeah. but you know, every year, uh there's always a couple people that seem to have the old horseshoe. Yep. You know, oh yeah, we've had it. Mm-hmm. We have. We've had our fair share of horseshoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had we had one event where uh, Kevin and I. Well, Kevin just raked it in. You won like three firearms, guns, four. shotguns, four. Yeah. It was four.
2: Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous.
1: And Kevin almost got. Thank a, God I had a bodyguard. He, he almost yeah. got. Almost a te- caused a riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he he won four and I won one. Yeah. That same that same banquet. Yeah. You know and and you know we're all happy and man we got some dirty love. <laughs> oh, it was not pretty. Mm-mm. Still, it's still. I still
2: catch a lot of grief about. Oh that. yeah, everybody's going. That was fixed. Yeah, pure luck. But you know, so, it's random.
1: Yeah, and so last night, there. You know, our our good buddy Buzz Tire, Buzz happened to be sitting at our table that night, right? Yep, yes, he did. And I don't know what it is, but but sometimes there's a guy who just has the luck that just emanates from him. Well, last night Buzz was sitting in the back. At this one table that I don't know how many times the hand was raised when they had a winner. It It was Buzz's table again. That's hilarious. See,
2: we we always try to get Buzz at our table. I'm surprised that you didn't.
1: Well, we we had a full table. Oh, okay. You know, uh, with uh, the Hunt Life table with Major Harding, the president of Hunt Life, you know, had that table. And so we were full. So I wanted to get Buzz up there because I wanted the luck to rub off on us, but it didn't. But we still had a little luck. We actually had a fellow by I think his name was Dave and I don't remember his last name so you have to excuse me on that and he came down from uh Georgia another another state's chapter to kind of see what you know this chapter how they ran things cuz you know they all every chapter wants to get ideas on how to how another chapter may do things mm-hmm. to raise more money for the NWTF Absolutely. And so uh Dave and his wife came down with a, a friend of theirs and and I believe his wife or whatever.
0: I think they're the directors of the uh Wayne County, Georgia. Okay,
1: Wayne County, Georgia chapter. Yeah. And uh and Dave won two guns. Oh. And I think his uh raffle coupons or raffle tickets, he got called seven times.
2: Ooh. Holy Toledo. So I mean, he
1: won nine different raffle drawing things last night. He filled the oh. truck to go back <laughs> to so, Georgia. He won <laughs> his and yours too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is he he wins all this. I mean, I've got tickets, you know, kind of oh, yeah. spread out. Yeah. And I, didn't, I won the very last thing they pulled. I won a cooler. <laughs> but uh, he's got stuff strewn from, from the edge of mine all the way over to the edge of the other guys. Last thing he wins is a big bag to put it all in. <laughs> he did. He won a
1: bag. That's hilarious. That's I, great. I actually purchased the NWTF uh, luggage, two of the luggage set items. Right. You know, because you get extra raffle tickets sometimes in there, and, and and I was trying to sell him my my two wheeled bags to you know carry like, hey, all his hey, stuff. Hey, I got some bags for sale to help <laughs> you carry all that kind of stuff, and then he wins a bag. <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> That's good stuff. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logan, Kevin Favor, Kirk Walton, and our IT guy here is busy keeping us up to date at huntlife.com. Big Bill, we'll be back right after this with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show.
2: As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hut Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience.
5: Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossy Breakup infinity from mossy oak america's number one camel pattern just got better
0: let fish and wildlife biologist scotty brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with southern sportsman aquatics and land management they help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223.
4: I've been a member of the Federation
1: for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the
4: same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling
1: sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life
1: Outdoors show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, and to kind of wrap things up from this banquet that we had last night, uh, there were plenty, plenty of David Howler and turkey calls that were at this event. Oh, nice, Uh, uh, Marvin! And for those that are listening up in Syracuse and Utica, New York, uh, you guys probably know about David Howler up there. Uh, David, we've had on this show is a uh, very young. Uh, man who, for, for, for turkey calls, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, most turkey call makers, you know, they, they, they got some years under their belt, and, you know, like Kirk's age, you know, they've been doing it for a long time and they've get, garnered respect. Well, David Hallern is a young turkey call maker uh, out of New York that makes some of the best turkey calls in the world. And his future father in law, Marvin Hartley, uh, his wife, is the president of this chapter event that we were at last night. And so we had a lot of David howler and turkey calls that were there for the auction items and and on the table there was 12 david howler and turkey calls that they sold off or auctioned off and then if you bought a david howler and pot call which was you know i don't remember if they were slates glass whatever right then you got a chance at the uh the gun of the nwtf gun of the year nice and so that was cool to see but then also at the end of the night uh, I didn't know this. I haven't read this, but uh, for those that haven't heard, you'll find out through your local chapter event here in the future. Larry Potterfield of Midway USA has uh, granted, donated a million dollars to the NWTF wow. with, with one stipulation that that money be used to really encourage youth uh, in huh. the sport of hunting. And he did it in kind of a, a unique way in that he donated. A thousand of the new VersaMax shotguns by Remington, Sheesh. which is their top of the line hmm. signature shotgun. Uh, super nice turkey gun. Uh, I would put it in the same category of a, of a Benelli Super uh, Black Eagle, to where this gun shoots, you know, any shot, any twelve gauge shotgun shell that you can put in it. And so, find out from your local. Uh, nwtf chapters uh how you may end up buying a chance for this versamax shotgun that uh larry has done it so in other words there's a thousand i'm going across the country they're using these shotguns to raise money for the nwtf and that money thank you to larry potterfield will be raised to help encourage the youth uh into the sport of hunting and with that uh way to go larry potterfield yeah. And for those that are fans of the Outdoors you see Larry Potterfield on the Midway US. Yeah. Thank USA you for commercial. your business. Thank you for your business. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also yeah. on a, a, another show now. He does like uh, some tech tips with guns and I don't remember the name of the show. Uh but he comes off very uh very clean, very polished and very thankful for for everything that uh his customers provide him and his company. And I like the guy.
3: Yeah. yeah Humility is a great thing, especially mm-hmm. when it comes across like that.
1: Uh, right. and, and the reason I brought up David Halloran is because it's kind of updating people on on past guests that we've had on the show. Uh, another update that we have, we had a guy on the show, and I was actually in a hunter ed class, which I you know, had to complete for some other states that I was hunting in, even on 43, uh, Matt Stutzman, who is called the Inspirational Archer, and Chris, our producer, is going to give us an update on Matt Stutzman because this is a big deal uh, on Matt Stutzman. Matt, for, first of all, yeah. you guys talk to him. Chris, you talk to him. Uh, give people a, kind of a, a another brief summary of his history and the news that's related to Matt.
0: Okay, well, the, the short form is uh, Matt was born without arms, and uh, he has grown into a, a young man that can come, do anything and everything um that anybody else can do it's unbelievable um you can definitely the best way is to listen to the podcast we have the podcast on huntlifeoutdoorsshow.com uh you can scan down and you can listen to uh the entire hour that uh that we spent with him but he was in the process he's not only a bow hunter but he's also a a competition archer and he was trying out for the U.S. Paralympic team. Uh, He was training for that and getting ready for that. Well, uh, just got word that he has qualified to be on the team, and he is now in competition to be uh, one of the first stringers to go to London in 2012 to be on the U.S. team, represent our country. In the 2012 Paralympics, they run, it's, it's for uh, people with disabilities, and it runs right along with the Olympic Games. That's so, a, that's
1: a, his story is ama- amazing, and for those that uh, want to read more, give people the correct spelling of his last name, so if they want to do a Google search and find out more about this inspirational story, obviously you can listen to the podcast that we mm-hmm. had him on, uh, but Stutzman.
0: Yes, it's uh, Matt S-T-U-T-Z-M-A-N Matt Stutzman uh, If you go on Facebook uh, He's got an athlete page called Inspirational Archer You can find him there You can find him at InspirationalArcher.com uh, and, and you got to check out Some of the videos It's unbelievable What this guy can do Unbelievable All right, Think what about it folks
1: have. I mean a guy that was born With no arms mm. Is getting ready to com- compete in In the Olympics Shooting a bow Yeah I know that's, that's uh, huh. That's awesome. He he said at, at, at the time
2: that that uh, we had him on, Chris. He was talking about coming out with a DVD, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm curious to see. He's got to be getting pretty close to putting that out.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. But I think the I think the whole training uh in yeah, the competition it, yeah. process because he just went out to California to do the the whole competition to make it on the squad. driving the so, truck. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that operates just like a normal vehicle. Yeah. That he changes
2: the brakes on. Yeah, that he changes the brakes on with yeah. his feet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can see a video of that. But yeah, it's unbelievable and in matter of fact, he just got profiled on the Blaze which is uh Which is a a news website uh, that covers national news. Glenn Beck talks about it all the time on his shows, but TheBlaze.com dot com has an article on him too, so he's getting a lot of national publicity. So
1: that's amazing. That is good for him. I mean, congratulations to Matt. And uh, I mean, holy cow! I mean, to be able to accomplish what he's accomplished in archery without arms. Oh, Uh, oh
2: wow! Oh, what are you talking about? He he killed twenty something deer. In, his, in one with, season, with his feet, with his feet, with his feet. Yeah, with, with a bow. Wow. He was, you know, on on a piece of property that that needed to take does out, and, mm-hmm. and and you know they invited him, and and so he was just he was wailing at he was having at, at it, and I'm like, <laughs> what? He goes, oh yeah, man, it was awesome. I'm yeah, like, God, wait,
3: unbelievable.
2: Yeah, here I am winging him out there. I still got. I still got arrows going through the gallberry bushes out there somewhere. Oh, you yeah. Know? I
3: got them sticking in trees too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it makes you appreciate, uh, you know, what you have when you look at somebody that's overcome such, uh, yeah. you know, incredible ab- adversary. You know, you know it's
1: uh, along those lines, uh, this week, uh, on Versus, there's a fishing show that's based out of Florida uh kirk what's the name of it again saltwater
3: experience Experience. saltwater experience rich tudor and uh, his sidekick
1: okay and they had uh a guy on their boat and i can't remember his name that he was kind of in the same deal was born without arms without legs and uh he actually was catching mangrove snapper at first to kind of learn how you know his arms ended at the elbow he was catching fish with a spinning rod and reel and literally, his legs don't even go to the knees. He's sitting on the front deck of the boat and catching mangrove snapper, and has and found a way to make his body use this spinning reel. And then once they got him tuned in with mangrove snapper, then he's catching sharks. I mean, people like that are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inspiration, in, inspirational story. All right, we come back uh, a news item from the state of New York and Pennsylvania, somewhat. Uh, and it has to do with hunting licenses and how they're displayed. I, this is kind of foreign to us. I know it's not to those that are in Utica and Syracuse, our affiliates up there. Uh, but it's interesting to me, and certainly a topic we can discuss when we come back here with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logan, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Walsh. We'll be right back. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're
2: on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning, he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself, this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel because at Hunt Life, They know it's all about the outdoors
5: experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequalled effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at MossyOak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on
3: our nation's youth, but did you know that in many states it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families Afield program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield.
5: One in eight Americans is struggling with hunger, including millions of children and seniors. Who's the one in eight in your life that needs help? You can make a difference through Feeding America at feedingamericaorg one in eight, a public service announcement brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: To the Hunt Life Outdoor Show,
1: and welcome back. And uh, you know, during the week, if you want to listen to some of these people that we've talked about that have been past guests, all you have to do is go to HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com dot com, and uh, that we have podcasts up of all the guests and are labeled so you can find out who the guests are and you can go back and listen to Matt Stutzman or whoever. Uh, and one of the guests, guests, a couple guests that we've had on recently, we were in West Point, Mississippi, and and. Kevin and I were talking earlier this week, and and we were looking at you know some of the website changes that Big Bill is is doing. And so while I was looking at that, I actually turned on the episode that we did from West Point, Mississippi, with the founder and CEO of Mossy Oak, Toxie Hayes, and the president Bill Sugg of Moss, uh, president of Mossy Oak, Bill Sugg. And and I told Kevin, I, I I said, dude, I said. That's one of the greatest shows we've ever done, and not because we did such a great job. Yeah, no, it's, it had nothing to do with us. But because Toxie and Bill really told the story of Mossy uh and I enjoyed it. And, you know, when you do the show live, and you're a host of a show, sometimes it's very difficult to really get in, to get into everything that somebody's saying because you're worried about you know commercial breaks and. You know, Chris screwing up. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, the show itself and, you know, where your next question is going to be. And so sometimes it's hard to just relax and listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And this week I went back and listened to that show. And it was one of the best shows we've ever done, not because of the job that we did, but because it was so entertaining. And I would encourage those folks, if you if you want to listen to any of our shows in the past, just go to com and pull it up on podcast. But go back and listen to that show and listen to two guys that that really appreciate where they are and how they remembered names yeah. of people from 1986 on their first sales and people they met. I have no idea. No, it
2: was it was it was so entertaining. I I, I you had texted me and said, dude, have you listened to the show? And I said, no. And I had some stuff to do on the computer, and it was because my computer time's like 10 o'clock, literally. I mean, that's after you and I get done all day. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I couldn't turn it off. My, no. I'm usually in bed, you know, because I get up at, at 5.30 every morning, and, and my wife comes into the office, and she's like, what are you doing? you got to listen to this. It
1: was, it was outstanding. It was. I really enjoyed and, it, and, and I was there, and I enjoyed it going back and listening to it again.
2: And, and the interesting thing was, Jeff, is I know you and I, we, we, we get, you know, text messages, this, that, and the other. My phone, Kirk, was lit up after that show. Oh, I yeah. had more text messages from people going, dude. That was that was fantastic, and going back and listening to it,
3: it's yep. well worth it. Well, and the other thing too was the, the fact that the quality comes across. Yeah, me. I mean the quality of the show, the way it was produced. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it was real good, and I was I was on the other side of the but world. I, I mean, <laughs> and,
1: and, and to that, we we, we got to throw every now and again a little a little bon. hey, way to go to Chris, our producer, because you know it was remote equipment. We were on a remote. You know, plugged into a phone line and it went off flawless, and and so way to go, Chris. Yeah, and that's yeah. the last compliment you'll yep. ever get from yep. me. So it's just 2011. To let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. Uh, next week, we're 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 trying to get Andy Hillstrand of the Discovery Channel's deadliest time, catch, time bandit, time bandit boat, one mm-hmm. with skull and crossbones on the bow of the boat. Uh, we will look to get him next week because he's actually making an appearance. Uh, here in our town as part of the deadliest catch night with the captain yeah. or something like that. So uh, hopefully we'll have him next week. We'll talk to everybody next week. Have a great Thank week. Thank you
0: for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.